0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Harvest Community Church Podcast. We hope this message today brings you encouragement and inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out at harvesttn.com. Enjoy the message. I have believed and longed for what God says He wants to do, can do, will do, and has promised to His children in His Word since I came to Jesus. I think the benefit to me of not being raised up in church was that the church had not had time to beat out of me the belief in God. The church had not had time to convince me that God is not who He says He is. The church had not had time to convince me that God doesn't do miracles. The church had not had time to convince me that the power of the Holy Spirit doesn't move anymore, that the gifts of the Spirit are not in operation anymore. The church hadn't had time to beat all that out of me. So when I came to Jesus as a pure heathen, just like many of you, pure heathen, I went from complete darkness to complete light. And I have never stopped believing. And I think the thing that I have prayed for and longed for my entire life was to be a part of a church that believed the same thing, that longed for the heart of God. And I believe that's harvest. I believe that we are the church that can receive that we refuse to partner with doubt and open our heart to receive the fullness that God has, that He desires, has always longed and desired for His kids. I I, I believe that's true, and I hope that is true, and it may be one by one that we come to that place of surrender, but I think He's been preparing us for that for years. I think He has been preparing us for years for what he wants to do in and among his people. And so I pray that we're open to that. We're going to continue the series today um, on effective faith. There's only one way for the believer to walk, and that is in faith, by faith. The world walks by sight. The world believes what it sees. Does not believe what it cannot see. Doesn't believe what it can't prove. God's people walk by faith. That's, o- that's the only way that we get into the kingdom of God is by faith. And that is the only way we walk this life. And that is by faith. So I want to look at a couple, couple verses that seem to be, and I'm just going to ask you, what do you do with these when you read these verses? Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. He replied, and this is Jesus replying, and we read this last week in the context of all the other stuff, but I'm, I'm, for, for the moment, I want to pull just this part out. He replied, because you have so little faith. Why, what, did it, what was that reply for? They had not been able to cast a demon out of a boy, out of this guy's son set him free, and see him experience the fullness of of healing. And Jesus, in essence, says, I don't know what I'm going to do with you guys. How long am I going to keep trying to teach you this? How long am I going to be with you? What in the world are you going to do when I'm gone? If you don't get it while I'm here, what are you going to do while I'm gone? And so they, in turn, say, Lord, teach us how how do we increase our faith and so in that conversation jesus says he replied because you have so little faith truly i tell you if you have faith as small as a mustard seed you can say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you for the church to move forward where we're supposed to move to it's going to require faith It's going to require faith that says, I don't care what I hear on the news. I don't care what my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law and my father-in-law and my sister and my brother and my uncle and my aunt, I don't care what any of them say. I'm believing for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I know they say that as long as a Democrat is in the office, the Holy Spirit cannot move. I know they say that as long as a Republican is in the office that the Holy Spirit cannot move. That's the sad state of most of the church in our country right now. But we're going to barrel through that. And some of you that intend on hanging on to that idea... You're going to watch it happen all around you and you're going to see the springs of water, rivers of living water start popping up all around you in this room and you're going to sit back and wonder what on earth is going on and why am I not getting it? It's because until Jesus is Lord, not Biden, not Trump, until Jesus is Lord and surrender comes to Him, you won't experience that river. Jesus said because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. So what Jesus is getting ready to tell them, it is not a matter of the size of your faith. It's not a matter of getting in the gym and pumping up your faith. He says it's the effectiveness of your faith. It is not the size of your faith, it is the effectiveness of your faith. Have you ever seen those videos on YouTube where the little guy is fighting the big guy? And you see this little guy who looks like there is no way this big guy is gonna destroy him. And in about a minute and a half, he takes the little guy takes out the big guy. Why? Because he is more effective with what he has. Right? He is more effective with we look and we always think is the bigger, it's the most effective. You can have smaller muscles but more effective with the muscles you have. You can defeat some who have much larger muscles but are not as effective with the muscles they have. Does that make sense? And so that is faith. That is faith. The effectiveness of our faith. So, Jesus goes on to say, You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, what do you do with that? What do we do with those verses when we read them? Nothing will be impossible for you. Do any of us believe that, or do we just kind of dismiss it as, that's a pretty cool thought, never going to happen, because I have found some things impossible for me. But Jesus says, I tell you that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. And none of us believe it. And then in John 15, Jesus says, if you remain in me, John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you, and none of us believe it. You mean ask whatever I wish and it'll be done? Ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. But we don't believe it. I like, I like the way the Passion Translation words that in John 15 7. But if you live in if you live in life union. So there's a condition upon that. It's just not. Jesus is not just as some people say, handing you a blank check and telling you to write it. There's a condition upon the ability to ask whatever you desire and it will be done. And he says, if you live in life union with me and if my words live powerfully in you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. Are you with me? Most of us read that and just keep on moving. And we read it as in, wow, that, you know, I mean, it's the Bible and that, you know, that sounds pretty cool. But none of us ever insert ourselves into that place, or maybe some of us do, to say, I want that. I I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to walk there. John 16, 23, in that day, you will no longer ask me anything. What day? Jesus is telling them there's going to be a day coming that I'm going to be gone. I am leaving here and the Holy Spirit is coming. And he says, in that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Meaning, we're not going to be standing here face to face. i tell you, um, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. My Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Those are powerful verses, aren't they? And they're so powerful that we just kind of move quickly across them without ever letting them really sink in without ever hearing our name attached to them. We read the verses and we attach somebody else's name or think hopefully somebody else will get there. But I think the Holy Spirit wants to give you a Rama word from the Logos, the written word. We have the written word, but the Holy Spirit wants you to come to a place where in that written word you are listening to Him in such a way that He can give you a Rama word, a, a personal direct, intimate word to you, that these passages are written to you. And when we believe that, it'll change the direction of our life. Listen to Hebrews, and this is the one I want to kind of land on just for a minute because I think that this will give some light or explanation into these verses. Because when I read them, I can't just read them and and say, well, he must have meant something different than what it sounds like. Because, of course, nobody can ask anything in his name and he will do it. Of course, nobody uh, can ask and God will give you whatever you desire. Of course, that can't happen. So we go into the of course that can't happen and we just move on. Don't move on. He wants this for you. He wants this for you. He wants you to be able to ask anything in Jesus' name and it come, and happen. He wants you to share the desires of your heart so that he can give you the desires of your heart. He wants nothing to be impossible for you. And if he wants that for you, then wouldn't it be awesome for us to just say, Lord, teach me. That's what the disciples, they watched Jesus pray and and they saw the miraculous and it stirred their heart in such a way that they said, Lord, teach us to pray. They were not really saying, give us the words. They were just saying, Lord, when we see you pray, something happens. Teach us that. Teach us how to do that. And Jesus starts off by saying, okay, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What does that mean? Father, you are holy. You are holy. And when you start to say the words, Father, you are holy. And then the Holy Spirit gets all mixed up in that, Father, you are holy. And suddenly you find yourself from your Spirit, talking to the Father, praying to the Father, and something begins to happen in your relationship with Him. Something so intimate. Father, You are holy. Then He says, pray, Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father wants what's going on there to go on here. Are you with me? He wants through His people to bring heaven into this earth. He wants, he desires for heaven to come. The people in his day wanted heaven to come, but what they wanted was heaven to come and just smash everybody they didn't like in the earth and set up a kingdom. Who would you have in your kingdom? (laughs) And who would you kill? if you could. Well, okay, most of you wouldn't kill anybody. So who would you leave outside the gate if you could? We would leave a lot of people outside the gate that Jesus has invited in. Wouldn't we? Look at Hebrews 11:6. I think I was headed there. Did I ever get there? No, okay. <coughs> Hebrews 11:6. And without faith, and without faith, and without faith. So he's saying where there is no faith, right? Without faith, it is, what's that word? Impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You will never be born again without faith. You will never experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit without faith. You will never experience the joy of walking with Jesus without faith. You will never experience seeing what others cannot see without faith. You will never experience hearing what others cannot hear without faith. So without faith it is impossible to please God. And then he says, because anyone who comes, I love that anyone that's an invitation to all. Anyone, anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Doesn't that make you feel uncomfortable? Especially in a world where, number one, we know that we cannot work our work our way to being saved. Is that right? Amen. How many of you know that we're saved by grace, through faith, not of ourselves, not of works, lest any of us might decide to boast about it, Jesus paid it all, and He invited us into His kingdom. And we don't get there by any effort of our own. You can't make yourself more saved. You can't make yourself less saved. You can't make yourself more loved by God or less loved by God. So what is the deal with this? He rewards those who earnestly seek him. We don't like rewards. I mean, we like them, but we just don't want anybody else to have them, right? So what do we do? We create little league teams. Where you get a trophy no matter what. <laughs> right? And we all think that's being kind. Sometimes the realization that there are some rewards or rewards of faith out there may push us on a little bit rather than just sitting back being lazy. Is anybody with me? And so he rewards them. Now listen to this. I love this, uh, the way the Passion Translation uh, does this. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith knowing that He is real in that He rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength in seeking Him. Did you hear that? So when we read the verses of those seemingly open-ended promises of Jesus, ask anything that will be given to you, whatever you desire, you're going to have it. Nothing is impossible. Those open-ended promises, this verse tells us that they're not quite as open ended as it seems. Because there is a failsafe. You know what a failsafe is? I'll give you an idea. We are born again. When we're born again, we enter into the kingdom of God. We become a part of the most powerful kingdom that has ever or will ever exist. We have the most powerful king that has ever or will ever exist. And when we come into the kingdom, the king gives us authority to use his name and he gives us his power to operate in this earth. But look who he's given it to. How are, we going to give, how are we going to give that to those knuckleheads? I don't think he calls us knuckleheads. I'll do that. He won't. <laughs> how do we release that kind of power to them? Well, they've got to be changed. They've got to be changed. So what, let's make them a new creation. Jesus comes. He dies on the earth. He I mean, dies on the cross. He rises again from the dead, defeats death, hell, and the grave. Now we are able to come to him for the washing of sin and for new life. So we can be born again. And when we're born again, born of the Spirit, we become a new creation. We become a new creation. But there's still a problem. Because that new creation, though. They're alive in their spirit now. Though there is life in here, and though we want them to learn how to walk out of, live out of their spirit, where the Holy Spirit abides within them, they still have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions. And they still have a body with five senses that sometimes gets a little out of hand with its desires. Is anybody tracking with me? And sometimes they get all hooked up on the this emotional high stuff. And so they start to ride with their emotions. Now, these people that one day seem to love Jesus with all their heart, and the next day they have gone off the deep end, and we're gonna give them the the red button. We're gonna put the power in their hands? That kind of power could destroy the world. That kind of power could destroy the world. Is anybody with me? That kind of power could destroy the world in the wrong hands. So we all have access to power beyond what we can even imagine and we all have access to an authority in the name of Jesus where nothing is impossible. But the failsafe is this. They have to earnestly and passionately seek me. They have to earnestly and passionately seek me. That means the greatest desire of their heart has to be me. That means the greatest longing of their heart has to be me. That means they have to be surrendered to me because of, the, of, of the, their desire to know me. I have to be the central figure in their life. So how do we get them to this place where we can begin to, and I say we, I'm, 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 I'm Trinity right now. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I'm really not. I'm not God. Bobby, I don't know how you missed that. I mean, I was waiting on Bobby for the amen, and it was dry. It was, would you poke him, make sure he stays awake for me on this thing? But I'm talking as if I am Trinity. We save them. Holy Spirit, you're going to enter into them. You're going to live in them. But they still have those old tendencies. What are we going to do? Well, we'll transform them as they renew. We'll transform them as they renew their mind. On me, us, me, three, me, but us, me, understand? Trinity, one in three. So we go into mind renewal. That means we go into renewing our mind in the presence of God. We go into renewing our mind in in the heart of God. We go into renewing our mind until the Spirit of God begins to move in our heart in a way that we haven't experienced until the mind of Christ begins to flow in and through us. Read 1 Corinthians 1 and 2. We have... Because of the new birth, we have the mind of Christ. Are you with me? But he cannot release some of the mysteries of the kingdom to those who will not seek him. Does that make sense? Is anybody with me? but to those who passionately seek Him. Those who want Him more than they want to breathe. said, Bud, that's impossible. I will tell you it's not. For many of you know this, and I know this, there have been many times in my life, I've, I, I, Lord, I, I want every cell of my body to praise You right now. I just want to know you. I want to know you more than I want to breathe. I want to know your presence more than I want to breathe. I want to know your heart more than I want to breathe. I want to know your way, your will, your word more than I want to breathe. And he keeps giving breath, but then he keeps giving the other. He keeps giving the other. So, but is that not favoritism? That wouldn't be fair. Well, I will tell you there's nothing in Scripture, absolutely nothing in Scripture, that says God is fair, for one thing. What if there were a man who owned an auto repair shop. And in this auto repair shop, um, he had a pretty successful business and he's a father and he has two sons. And so he brings his two sons in to the business. And he says, I'll teach you and I'll train you everything and I'll show you you my secrets and, and reveal the mysteries of mechanics to you if you're willing to come. Well, let's say he has three sons. And so one son is just apathetic and lazy and he doesn't want to learn and he doesn't try. He will never get the mysteries, right? He will never know the mysteries of the, the, the garage because he has no desire to know them. He is fine to just get up every day and eat and sleep, watch a couple hours TV of the evening and go back to bed. So the father, there is no desire there that the father can meet with mysteries. Then there's another son, and he wants to know him. He, he longs to know the mysteries, but he is so selfish And he is so self-centered and so manipulative that what he wants to do is take the knowledge that he has and manipulate the people for gain. Do you reveal the mysteries to that son? No. You're not going to get the mysteries. He has another son who who first of all has longed, he has watched his dad, and he has seen his father's heart for, the, for all the customers. And he's seen his father care for the customers. And he looks at his father and he sees the way he treats them and the honor and the value that his father gives to those customers. And with that, he's first of all engaged with the father's heart. And now he wants to engage with the father's mind. And now he says, dad, I want to learn everything you know, because I want not only to experience this myself, but I want to turn around and give this to those whom you have loved. Does that make sense? Does the father release the mysteries to that son? Does the father release the mysteries to that son? He loves them all the same. They all have the same opportunity. They have all received the same offer. I will give you the mysteries. But the one son realized that he has to engage first with the father's heart. And he has to understand the father's heart because all of these mysteries understood mean nothing if the father's heart is not engaged. The Pharisees took the Word of God as they understood it and they put people in bondage. They took the Scriptures and put people in bondage. Why? Because they never understood the Father's heart. And if you don't understand the Father's heart, you can't understand the Father's words. Is anybody getting this? We got to know the Father's heart. And he longs for us to know his heart. And Jesus said, I'll show them. Dad, I'll show them your heart. Send me down there. Send me down there. I'll show them your heart. And Jesus came. Wrapped himself up in the body of a man. Put on this earth suit so he could live among us. And though as God lived as a man, though he was God, he lived as a man. Why? So we could see fleshed out the Father's heart. Up until then, all they had was the written scriptures, and they had men who would abuse those written scriptures for ill gotten gain. They had people who would take those written scriptures and put bondage upon the people. And Jesus said, I know what you all thought about, Dad, in some of the things you read. And some of the things you heard, but I want you to know, my dad loves you. My dad is love. And I'm going to show you a picture of my daddy, of Father God. And Jesus lived out that love, forgiving, loving the unlovable, healing the sick breaking the power of the enemy upon the people. That's the same Father that loves you. That's the same Father that is reaching out to you this morning to say, I have so much more. I have so much more for you. Do not settle. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for temporary. I have so much more for you. Five minutes. Just sitting in the presence of the Lord as He manifests His presence around you. Five minutes of that, one minute of that, will say, this earth has nothing for me. This world has nothing for me. I want you. I want you, Jesus. I want you more than I want anything. I want you more then I want to breathe, I want you more, that I want to a a walk, I want you more, then I want to live, I want you more. And there, nothing is worth the trade-off, nothing. So the Holy Spirit is inviting you. See, he's the one that reveals Jesus in such an intimate way. He's the one that indwells us and He's the one that makes intimacy with the Lord something to be longed for. He's the one. And I'm just asking, will we open ourselves up and most of you are not going to do it in this room. Because in this room, you're going to be too intimidated, and you're going to be too worried about what people are going to think about you. and You need to find some time somewhere this week to get alone, lay on your face before God, and just say, Lord, I want you more than I want anything. I want to thank you for forgiving me. I want to thank you for washing my sin away. I want to thank you for coming into my life. I want to thank you for giving me hope and a reason to live. I want to thank you for providing for my family. I want to thank you for a roof over my head. I want to thank you, Lord, for every blessing that you have ever given me. I want to praise you for that. So, will you get alone? First of all, if you've never received Jesus, Just open your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I receive You right now as my Savior. Thank You for paying the price for my sin. I receive Your forgiveness now. And I'm a part of Your family and I thank You for that. But listen to this one thing and then we're going to sing. It so breaks my heart what we have done over the years to the Holy Spirit. We've, we have used him as the church. Listen to me just a minute. We have used him as the church as an object of opposition. We don't receive him, we thought about him. We'll receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, bud, you can't do the baptism of the Holy Spirit because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not even His. Well, would you receive the infilling of the Spirit? Well, you've already been filled. And so then we have denominations. Listen, I want to be done, guys. I do, but I can't at the moment. We fight about Him. We fight over terminologies. We fight was it infilling is it baptism what is it what's the word what 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 are we supposed stop it just long for him just long for him Holy Spirit I can't do anything without you fill me baptize me I don't care what you call it just take over I want your fullness I want your fullness. And get alone somewhere with God this week. Just get alone and say, Lord, here I am. Not even sure what to do, I just know. I don't even know how to do it, Lord, but I just know I want all of you. I want to know you. And then, Lord, at the moment I don't even feel hungry for you, but I want to be hungry for you. And at the moment, I don't, I'm not seeking you passionately, but I want to passionately seek you. What are you doing? You're acknowledging your inability within yourself to feel yourself to do any of that. But what you also are so acknowledging is, Lord, I know that I'm not feeling the desire here, but I know my spirit desires all of you. And so now, welcome, and I receive you, and I believe for your fullness, Lord. I believe you for your fullness. And some of you are going to have a moment where you're going to feel the Spirit and the power of God like you have never felt Him before. Others of you are just going to break down in tears and you're going to cry. It it could be for hours. And others of you are going to say, by faith I receive. And you're going to walk and you're going to think I didn't feel anything. Until suddenly as the week goes on, you start to sense something going on in your life. You start to sense a boldness for the Lord. You start to sense a power inside of you to overcome the things that the enemy's throwing against you. Your experience and my experience may not be the same, but the Holy Spirit is the same, and what He does is the same. And He said, When I come in you, Jesus said, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, talking about, listen, He said, The one coming after me, John the Baptist, said, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Do you have a fire inside of you? If you don't, I don't care what's happened in the past you got to ask him for something now. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came like a mighty rushing wind. Do you sense a rushing wind inside of you? Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, not a stagnated pond, but a river. Is that there? If not, If not, fret not, little one. Just get with your daddy. Just get alone with Jesus and just say, Lord, here I am. I want the river. I want the fire. I want the wind. I want you. You remember the very last song we sung right before I got up? He is faithful. He is, he is faithful. 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 And he loves you. And he's just longing. He's already longing. He's already longing. He's already desiring you. And now he's saying, Passionately seek me. Passionately seek me. And I'll reveal my mysteries to you. Precious Lamb of God, we give you praise today, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your love. Do miracles among your people. For those at home right now, Lord, that have taken time to set out and listen. And right now, Holy Spirit, you have put a longing and they are passionately seeking right now. Holy Spirit, I pray for for you to just fall on them right now with your power. Right where they're at. Just fall on them now. In that living room where three or four or five are sitting, just move in that room and manifest your presence in that room where that one is sitting and you have just reached down in their heart and you have removed something that has been causing them pain and you're flooding them with tears. Just receive it. And in this room, Receive what he has for you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again next week.